Hello, Mama. Welcome to Reaching Abundance. Today, I have a special mom friend with me who I think you'll love to meet for so many reasons. She's had quite the journey in life, in motherhood, her health, and in business. She's someone who sees the potential in the women she works with, even if they don't see themselves yet, which is how I've often felt about my clients. She's fiery, says what she wants, and is openly journeying alongside us, learning to put herself first while helping the rest of us do the same. And this week, I want to invite you to come take this fun quiz I made where you'll answer a few fun questions and discover which celebrity mama you manage money most like. Based on your personality, it'll reveal to you not only which celeb mama you match with, but there's also a little synopsis for your personality and how that affects your money. Then you can download one of the four freebies I've designed to help you the most. Make sure you head over to the show notes and take the quiz at reachingabundance.com. Oh, and I have a quick announcement. The show finally has its own Facebook page and Insta handle, separate from Happy Healthy Abundance. Please come like the new Reaching Abundance Facebook page and then find and follow the new Instagram just for this show at Reaching Abundance. And without further ado... Welcome to the Reaching Abundance podcast, where your host, Virginia Elder, shares helpful guidance for moms around positive mindset, creating simplicity, practicing true self-care, and most of all, money management. Her financial journey toward a better life blossomed into an insatiable desire for overall happiness and abundance. Hang out with her right here each week while she ditches the taboos around women and money, shares resources, educates, and financially empowers all the mamas. I'm excited to introduce you to April Sky today. She's a photographer and a business coach who helps struggling moms find their purpose outside of motherhood. She's the founder of the Elevate Method Mastermind, which helps moms start and grow their own businesses from scratch. One of the phrases that you said earlier when we were talking, April, is from lost and lonely to supported and strong. I love that so much. Welcome to the show, April. I'm so happy to have you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. (laughs) Absolutely. So you and I met right before the pandemic hit Mm -hmm. in Florida at a podcaster's convention called PodFest and instantly felt a connection We align so much as far as finding fulfillment in where work and motherhood and finances and all the different facets of life intersect in creating a life of abundance. So you've been a married mom, a single mom. You've owned two businesses. Tell us about all of that. Give us a little background. Tell us your story. Absolutely. Back to when I was a married stay-at-home mom. (laughs) My son had just been born. He's now six years old. So this is about six years ago. And 
up until that point, I was a teacher and we decided together that it was going to be best that I stayed at home with him. Love that idea all about it. Mm -hmm. So a few months in, I started to feel just kind of lost and unhappy and I couldn't figure out what was wrong. I mean, I had this beautiful, healthy baby boy. I had this big, beautiful house. We were totally fine financially. I had my health. I couldn't figure out what was wrong, but I couldn't shake that feeling that something was missing. And then it sort of started to hit me. I needed something for myself outside of motherhood. I needed that purpose outside of motherhood Mm -hmm. to start to truly feel whole. And so I started a photography business when my son was just a few months old and it was just going to be this little side thing. And then I started to feel so alive and so excited and so present again in my life that it just kept going. And it felt like the more that I poured into it and the more that I poured into myself, the better of a parent that I was being. And the more I was almost waking up to who I actually was and what my reality actually was. I mean, yeah, I got the confidence to run my first half marathon. I got the confidence to hire my first business coach and a little bit of backstory even before that up until six years ago. So when I was what, like 27 years old, I was a very quiet, pleasing, guarded woman. I just, I felt that I was just, you know, shy and insecure. And it was just a part of who I was. And I just wanted to make everyone happy and live for everyone else. And once I started to realize that's not who I truly was, I had someone that was deep down in there that had kind of been quieted since I was a little girl. Mm. But by finding my purpose outside of motherhood and really expanding and growing this business, I was able to kind of get her to come back out And it was after working with my first business coach in 2016 that everything just massively shifted and exploded. And I was able to truly meet myself for the first time. And it was really amazing and beautiful. And then fast forward almost four years later, and I was a single mom and started another business. And here we are. (laughs) Yeah, that's so funny because... When I met you, and of course, what I know of you from social media and everything, I mean, you have so much personality. Like, I do not see you as this (laughs) complacent, like, quiet mom, kind of the obedient figure. Oh, boy, was I. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that's a great way to put it. I was. I was the obedient figure. I was everything to everyone because I felt that that was my role in life. I was to put myself, Mm. like, six and show up for everything else. And my confidence was crap. Mm -hmm. And I felt like I really didn't have much personality. I couldn't really carry a conversation because I was so insecure and I was so quiet, but I was like, no, I'm Mm -hmm. just the nice girl. I'm meant to do this and that. And what really shifted it for me. And I work with this on my mom's too, is it's almost like going through counseling. Like you dig back the layers and you really Mm -hmm. truly figure out your foundation before moving forward. That's so important in business. And I realized I actually wasn't this quiet, pleasing, guarded woman. I was this playful, outgoing, like romantically frisky were some of the words we utilized because I became a wedding (laughs) photographer. I was like, I have so much personality. Yes. And I'm so fun and I'm so funny. And I'm like, where the hell has this been? Yes. (laughs) And here we are. It was freeing, honestly. Yeah. I think that's really common though. I think that a lot of moms may go through a period in early motherhood where Mm -hmm. they kind of turn inward. And for one, I could see how, 
you know, the focus is all on this baby and ensuring their life and health and well-being that we kind of forget ourselves. And I experienced that. You experienced that. I mean, I think we all have. So that's definitely something that we can all connect on. When you think about where money and motherhood intersect, what kind of financial challenges have you navigated? And I know we talked about being a single mom, so you can definitely share about that. And how did being a mom affect some of those financial decisions? Oh my gosh. Yes. So backtracking a little bit, the way I was raised was basically that my stepdad controlled the finances and I saw how much of a strain it put on his relationship with my mom and vice versa. And Mm -hmm. I just didn't like that. And I was so proud of her when then when I was 13, she went back to school, she got her own accounts and she's just like, no, I will not be controlled by money. But at that point, I'd already kind of had that mindset around, Ooh, I don't want to a hundred percent rely on someone else's income, even though it's, you know, our account, it still didn't feel that way. I wanted to financially provide myself. And that was another reason I started that business, but I kept that limiting belief with me for years and years without even realizing it up until this year, I still had that mindset around money is control and that I can't make enough of it. Mm. And once I started to let that go and I started to let go the lie that all single moms are meant to struggle and live dollar to dollar. Yeah. I really, really started to release this block. And once I started to realize that money is actually energy and you put it out and it comes back to you. And the more that you're giving, the more that you're getting, and it's just all this beautiful cycle that works together, mm-hmm. the more I ironically started to make. And the more I start to get to know myself, the better I show up in business and the more money I make in that too. It's all so connected and stay at home moms absolutely can make a substantial income. Single stay at home moms, like I was for almost four years, absolutely can make a significant income. Mm -hmm. Not only just enough to pay, you know, the monthly bills, but beyond that. And tell me about how before with those mindset blocks, um, because a common thread with moms is that say, if I don't work and my husband's working, that that money is actually really his and I don't really have a say very much. And so there's this disconnect between it being the family money versus it being my money also. And I also have a say. Mm -hmm. And that's just a very common thread with moms. So talk to me about that perspective and those blocks and your confidence developing over time to becoming someone who knows you're in control of your money. Absolutely. I feel like this is pending on the personality type of the mom. Mm -hmm. I'm sure you've heard me talk about the Enneagram plenty on Instagram. Yes. I love it. I'm three, the achiever, shocker. And I feel like first and foremost, it's going to depend on the background and the personality type of the mom. Mm -hmm. If she's a no BS human and doesn't let anyone walk all over her and she's confident and outspoken, I feel like she may be able to advocate for herself stronger in terms of like, Hey, yeah, you're out there actually making the paycheck, but I'm at home taking care of mostly everything else. That money is as much yours as it is mine because stay at home moms 
they don't have a clock in clock out. They're working constantly. All moms are, it's insane. Yes. <laughs> but the mama, like how I was, that doesn't ever want to make anyone mad and doesn't want to ruffle feathers and is already kind of struggling with a mindset about not being enough and not being able to take ownership over all this money because she's not actually making it. I feel like she's going to struggle more Mm -hmm. and she's either going to need to start her own thing like I did, or she's going to need to really sit down, get to know herself, shift that mindset, grow her confidence so she can sit down with her husband and wife and have a really good conversation about, you know what, like we need to figure out a way that this feels like my money just as much as yours. And even if she has the most supportive partner in the world Mm -hmm. who constantly is like, this is your money too. This is your money too. It doesn't matter. She first has to shift her mindset to believing that as well. Yeah. Or start making her own, which I highly encourage because that's what I teach. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Exactly. Hey mama, want to know how I began making money online? Way back before I was coaching or had a podcast or anything, I earned my first internet income, freelance writing. And the online course that taught me how is called Earn More Writing. Fellow money-minded mama Holly Johnson makes six figures as a freelance writer and designed a course to teach the rest of us her exact methods so we can be home with our babies and make money too. Earn More Writing taught me how to research and write blog posts and articles, how to plan for an efficient workflow, and how to customize content toward what each editor is looking for. But most importantly, how to find clients who will pay me money to write for them. You can take any subject you love or are very knowledgeable about like for me, that's finance, and you can create an income just by writing articles for websites who need that content. I took Earn More Writing and started making money freelancing articles within the same month. And now I've taken those same strategies and adjusted them toward podcasting and other income streams. If you're a mom who would like to explore writing and making money online, I highly suggest you check out this course by clicking on the banner in the show notes for this episode at reachingabundance.com. Through your journey and what you teach in your mastermind now, you talk about boundaries, which is one of my favorite subjects because I run into that a lot in financial coaching with moms. So Talk with us about some of the boundaries you learned, some of the work that you've done with other moms to help them create healthy boundaries. What are some of the most common boundaries that we need as moms? Oh my gosh, absolutely. So like you were talking about with the mastermind I've created, yes, it is focused on growing business, but it's also focused on growing their life. And there are several components about a mom business owner that are different from a typical business owner. And so in that nine-week program, a piece of it that we work on is emphasizing boundaries. So many people, especially mamas, really struggle with not only knowing which boundaries to set, but how to maintain those boundaries. And so the first thing we start with is letting go of perfect mom. That's the big one. Letting go of perfect Pinterest, (laughs) Instagram mama, because 
oh my gosh, if you truly want to show up both at home and in your business, you got to start letting go of some perfectionism. Part of the boundary work that we start with is we're like, okay, what do you truly enjoy doing? And what do you truly want to show up your best in? And what things can you start to let go of? Like, for example, Mm -hmm. bringing it back to how I used to be, I was ultimate Pinterest mom. Like I was the most ridiculously extravagant baker, cook, the house was fully decorated. I was making homemade wreaths and other holiday stuff constantly, homemade costumes, like ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> Having all of those rules, but also trying to grow this business, but also trying to be a good mom, but also trying to take care of myself and train for half marathons and all that. Impossible. Mm-hmm. Absolutely impossible. I don't care who you are. I don't care who you're following on social media that says that they can do all the things. It's not true. Yeah. You can't. You just physically can't. And so... I started to let go of the things that I actually truly didn't like that much. I just thought I was supposed to like them. Yes. I don't really like baking. I don't really like cleaning. I don't really like cooking. I don't like decorating the house. I don't like any of that stuff. And so I started to, I call it either eliminating, delegating, or automating. Yes. So I started to hire out a lot of the house stuff. I started to let go of perfectionism around cooking and round baking. And yeah, we still do it occasionally, but it doesn't have to be perfect. Like letting go of perfectionism is such a crucial component for not only just being happy in life, but for being able to find your purpose outside of motherhood and to do these things that you truly want to do. It's like that analogy when we talk about time management and juggling. I love the saying where mothers, especially you're going to have all these balls in the air that you're juggling at all times. It's our job to dig down so deep to truly identify which of those balls are glass and which are rubber. So which ones you can kind of like let go of and not pay attention to and the other ones that you kind of need to keep your eye on. Yes, That was a huge piece of it. And then going through and talking about what are boundaries? Like what kind of boundaries are there? And there's so many. There's boundaries around social media. Mm -hmm. There's boundaries with family members. There's boundaries with work. Yeah, There's boundaries with your spouse, with your children. So what I do with my mamas is we sit down and we first really talk about, okay, where is your biggest energy drainer right now? Like, what is the one thing we talk about battery chargers, but we also talk about our energy drainers. Like, where do you feel like your energy, your happiness, your light, your fire is just getting sucked down the most right now. Yeah. And if it's a person, say for example, it's their mother-in-law that they keep (laughs) feeling like they have to show up for and they have to please and blah, blah, blah. Moms don't need permission to do anything, but they feel like they need it. So I am there to give them permission, set a solid boundary with their energy sucker or their energy drainer. So say it's a person, they have the permission to block that person on all forms of social media, all forms of communication until they feel strong enough to let that person back in their life in some shape or form or a compromise Mm -hmm. has been made. And you know what? Maybe they're never ready to let that person back in and that's okay. Yeah. Another example of a boundary would be with work. A lot of these moms, obviously, that are excited about their businesses start to not have any boundaries around interactions with their clients or um, their work schedules. And I say this because I was that same way. I love what I do, (laughs) but I also love my family. Right. And so I had to start setting solid boundaries around client interactions and my work hours. So I could also show up at home just as strong. Yes. So you have shared about going from kind of being a workaholic and, Mm -hmm. you know, struggling with that. And then 
actually earlier this year, you were diagnosed with Crohn's disease. And so going back to just a lot of what you just said, juggling priorities and deciding what's going to be your forefront of your focus. Tell us about that. What's been going on for you in navigating? Because you can't be a workaholic right now. You have to focus on your health, right? Absolutely. It is so ironic and so crazy. And it's taken me honestly until about now to really start to accept this. I'm still struggling with it and it's still going to take years. But so back in March, I was diagnosed literally a week before everything shut down with Crohn's disease. I had struggled since my son was born because with Crohn's, a lot of times it doesn't get triggered until you're older. So mine didn't get triggered until after I had my son. Right. And advocated for myself. Side note, anyone who is struggling with health, you got to advocate for yourself so hard. I had so many doctors tell me that I was just fine and I was too young and it was just stress and this and that. And so I demanded to be checked out further. Yeah. Crohn's disease. Anyway. So <laughs> up until that point, yes, definitely a workaholic because I love what I do. There's so much purpose behind it and I want to help so many, but as you know, you can't pour from an empty cup and literally with Crohn's disease, my cup was negative. It was beyond empty because your body is so depleted of nutrients mm -hmm. and energy yeah. and you're kind of running on E anyway. And so it really forced me to sit down and to evaluate where I was giving my attention and where I was giving my focus. So many mamas realize that they are spreading themselves paper thin, yeah, less than paper thin because they're like, no, 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 I got to show up for this and I got to show up for that. And then in business as well. So my mom's made for more business has, had been going for about a year and a half. And I had been trying to help all moms because there's so many mamas out there who need inspiration and who need uplifting and who need a mentor or an advocate. So I was trying to help all of them. And it just, it was exhausting. I really wasn't making very much money. I was making impact, but not the way I needed to, to also take care of myself. Yeah. And so that's when I really got serious about narrowing down my niche and my focus on my ideal client. And that's when I started focusing in on moms that were struggling and wanted to find purpose outside of motherhood through starting a business. Mm. And that really, really helped as well as getting realistic with my new limitations. And it's hard when you are kind of forced to slow and to accept that you have certain limitations. Yeah, It's a mind struggle. My counselor constantly is working with me on radical acceptance, she calls it. She's like, April, you're probably never going to like Crohn's disease, but you still have to accept it. Right. Because until you truly accept it, you can't move forward. And that's so true with anything in our lives. Like if we keep ignoring something or we keep hating on something, we're not going to be able to shift it or to change it. Right. I've been working so hard on accepting that I have this new limitation and this new disease so that I may move forward and shift and actually find a way to help other moms with this yeah. <laughs> new limitation. But you know what? It makes me so much more relatable because the mamas that I attract want to show up both at home and in the workspace and me having this forced slow has shifted my workaholism into more of a, I hate using the word balance, but balance spread where yeah. it's like, I need to show up almost stronger with my self-care and at home so that I can even show up at a business. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it makes you work smarter, not harder. Yeah. Cause I think that's a common, I guess, maybe misconception 
for moms, like you mentioned, you see the perfect Pinterest mom or Instagram mom or whatever, and they feel this pressure to be like, oh, I have to be all these things. I have to do all these things. But in the background, maybe they have a special needs kid, or maybe they have a medical condition, or maybe, Mm -hmm. you know, there's something else going on in their lives. So they feel the pressure to do all the things, but simultaneously that they can't, that they're being held back. Yep. That will just create more pressure and more stress because you have this unreasonable expectation for yourself and for what your picture of motherhood is. I think every mom, no matter what the concern, I mean, we're all balancing schedules and household and medical needs and health and career and I think the point of it all is that we're all trying to find fulfillment and happiness and make sure that we begin to put ourselves on the list. How do you find alone time and how do you use that time? Everyone's situation is so different. Yeah. Like when I was a stay at home working mom, Versus a situation where maybe someone has a two parent household versus someone who, yeah, is a stay at home mom with a partner, but they have five kids. Mm -hmm. Everyone's situation looks so different. And so, what I always tell moms is to focus in on what you got going on, what your needs are, and then go from there. So, I am a huge advocate for starting your mornings on your own. Does it always happen? Absolutely not. Definitely (laughs) did not happen this morning. The more that you can start to, have control over your schedule when you're allowed to, the more you're not going to feel like you're always flailing. I love to say that like the showness of motherhood will always be there. It always will be, no matter if you're a grandma or a new mom. So when you're allowing yourself to have those alone moments, your body is so much able to respond to the chaos on a much more calm and level-headed manner. Like you can tell when either... Um, depending on where I'm at in my cycle, or if I haven't had my alone time, my fuse is so much shorter. Mm -hmm. I'm a lot less present and I'm a lot less in tune to my child versus when I've been able to do even just my 20 minute morning routine. I've been able to have, um, times throughout the day to just focus in and do my thing. I've hired out childcare or now my son's in kindergarten, utilizing that time to really pour into what needs to be poured into helps. So I can actually be the best mom I can be to him. And every day is different. Some days, you know, I'm not very nice mommy. And other days I'm like superhero mommy. It just depends. Right. Well, and that goes back to balancing. Yes, absolutely. And the more that you can set aside time for yourself, and I know moms struggle with this because they're like, no, I don't want to spend money on childcare. Oh, I need to, you know, be with them as much as possible. Yes, I 100% understand all that. And I agree with it. But I also know that the more that you allow yourself those time blocks Mm -hmm. to focus in on you and your work and your self-care, the more you're actually going to be present for those other moments. It's like, okay, would you rather have a gazillion hours of non-present time with your child or maybe a little bit less, but that present time has gone up so much more because again, the more you pour into yourself and your mind and your body, the more you're just there in life. It's so beneficial to have that time for yourself. Yeah. And then you're right about making a schedule. I'm working with my moms on that right now. Actually, I have a big glass board right behind me in my office and I have Monday through Sunday written out. 
and I'm delegating like, okay, this is the time when I'm going to work. This is the time when it's just going to be family time. This is going to be the time where I go and I do this self-care because if you don't plan it, it will not happen. Mm -mm. And that's true to everything. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Got a pencil in alone time and self-care time. Yeah. Just as much as you would a meeting or an interview or it won't happen. Yeah, absolutely. I really identify with a lot of what you said because I had my accounting career and then even through having kids and starting our family, people would ask, oh, so after maternity leave, are you going to come back or are you going to stay home or whatever? And I already knew that I needed a purpose Mm -hmm. outside of motherhood. As much as I was gung-ho about being the best, absolutely insanely wonderful mom that I could be, I also knew that I needed time away, even if that was business, you know, work time, that's not restful, but it's something else for me to focus on so that when I come home, I'm excited and happy. And I've had time away to think about what cool thing we're going to do or whatever. And then Mm -hmm. even still that continued to shift. And now I work from home and have my home business, but my kids go to school. So we're still having separate time where sure I'm working, but I can also think about how we're going to have this fun, silly snack and game that we play when they come home from school. And I'm able to have that time away to think so that I can be a much more present mom. I think that's so important. So whether that be, like you said, hiring childcare, Mm -hmm. hiring out some housework so that you don't have to have the brain power going into that so that maybe you can just step away for a little bit while the house is being cleaned and while the kids are at school, whatever it has to be to be able to make sure that you're taking care of yourself. I think that's super important. I love that you highlighted that. Absolutely. And then I feel like there's such a difference too between having a job that you don't like or you're not passionate about versus having one that you just love. And so sometimes people are like, oh, your work time is like a form of self-care. And I'm like, hundred percent because I absolutely love what I do and I get to be unapologetically myself. And so the moms that I work with in this mastermind, we're not just setting them up to have any job or any career. We're setting them up to have a business that they love and they get to truly be themselves with that way. They can be both the stay at home mom who's an advocate for their kids who gets to, you know, be there before and after school, but who also gets to make money and find purpose in something that they truly love. Yeah. So this is perfect. Go ahead and tell us a little bit more about your mastermind. I know there's one going on right now. Mm -hmm. And then the next one is going to open up sometime in January. So tell us what the Elevate Method Mastermind is all about, who it's for, if a mom is listening and she's interested, what would she be getting herself into? Oh, I'm so excited. This is like my baby right now. So the Elevate Method Mastermind (laughs) is a nine-week program that takes moms from lost and lonely to supported and strong in both business and life. So it's the mama that has either already started a business or has this business idea on her mind. And she's like, oh, I just... I feel directionless. I feel lost. I don't know how to grow it. I don't know how to balance motherhood and the business. They're teetering on the edge of just giving it up and getting frustrated. They're not having as much fun with it. They're not really seeing 
much of a financial income, basically. Mm -hmm. And so what we do is it's a nine-week program. We go through all the steps, basically, that I have gone through over the past like six and a half years of being an entrepreneur that has really gotten me to the point that I'm at. I'll quickly just go through them. It's establishing your why, landing your niche, emphasizing boundaries, vamping your confidence, advertising and marketing, time management, and of course, engaging sales. And all these steps, the Elevate Method, are strategically placed to build on one another. And as we talked about earlier, mindset is such a powerful component in business. I don't care who you are. If you don't have a solid foundation and you don't have your mindset in a really, really good place, you're going to just teeter along slowly and get very frustrated. And a lot of times, entrepreneurs, I think they have like a typical five-year give-up rate. And I don't want that for these moments. I want them to see that it is possible to be both standout parents and standout business owners. And so Mm. not only do we grow their businesses, but we're growing their mindset and we're learning like through emphasizing boundaries and vamping their confidence and time management, how to find their own rhythm in motherhood. I don't like to say to find their balance because I don't truly believe there is like a perfect balance. But I do believe when you take the time to get to know yourself so, so, so well, you find your own rhythm in motherhood. And that's the key. That's like the secret sauce to the success of being, you know, a great stay at home mama and a great business owner. Yeah. So I love that. I want to throw this one in there. What would you say to moms who feel lost, but they've never thought of starting their own business. Maybe that was not something that was on their radar, but they are going through these emotions like we were talking about, like where they feel lost and directionless and a little bit like they're just mom. Mm-hmm. I'm picturing like a mom right now where they're so grateful and they're so happy for their beautiful, healthy kiddos. They have shelter. Their bills are being paid every month. Yeah but something is still missing, whether it's a business or it's not. All moms, I truly believe in my heart and soul, need something outside of motherhood, no matter what that may be. Not every single mom is meant to be an entrepreneur, just like not every single human out there is meant to be an entrepreneur. But those that have this little fire in their belly and know that they were made for more and know that they want to not only financially contribute to their family, but to create impact in this world, That is who starting a business is for. The ones that Mm -hmm. know that they just have this gift, even if they don't know what it is yet. And so my advice would be to connect with someone that has done that because entrepreneurship, especially as a mom, can be kind of lonely. Yes, That's why I've created a mastermind. Not only learning how to do all these things, it's having a support system to help guide you. And it's why I have those groups on Facebook too. I have one for just support And I have one that's meant for mom business owners. So more of the entrepreneurial support. You don't know until you try. A lot of clarity comes through action. And so just start trying things. Mm -hmm. Connect with other moms that do own businesses. Connect with other moms that are staying at home and maybe have found something that they feel fulfills them and is purposeful outside of motherhood that maybe isn't a business. You won't know until you start trying. Yeah, maybe a crafty mom or or a different where you're still able to create and do and and enjoy something, but maybe it's not your business. And then I would always throw the caveat in there that maybe it's not your business yet. Yes, or volunteering, nonprofit. Yes. Purpose outside of motherhood 
doesn't always look like a dollar sign. Perhaps it's just impact in giving back. So it could be through nonprofits, through volunteer work, something where you feel like you're giving back into the world and you're feeling more fulfilled. You could also do that while making money. That was my huge aha moment was almost two years ago, I was at a conference in California and hearing the speaker tell me, money is not evil, okay? Money is energy. It was like a light bulb went off because Moms Made For More actually was meant to be a nonprofit. Ah. My photography career was gonna be my main bread and butter. Moms Made For More was gonna be a nonprofit because if I'm gonna help people, I can't make money doing it. Like that's not right, that's not okay. Okay. Once I was giving permission, I didn't need the permission, but like I said, a lot of moms feel like they, you know, need to hear it from another source. Once I heard that speaker say that, everything changed. And that's when I came home and I was like, no, this is what I'm meant to do. This is the impact I'm meant to focus on. And Moms Made For More is meant to be a business. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I love that. So April, where can moms connect with you? Instagram is definitely my biggest social platform right now. It's just at moms made for more. I have my photography page that's at April Sky Photography, but yep, all the mom stuff is at moms made for more. I also have a few different Facebook sites. Mm-hmm. So moms made for more originally started as the mom project back four years ago. It was the year I became a single mom. See, so yep, about four years ago. Wow. I was sitting outside my son's room and I was crying. I was so frustrated and so overwhelmed. And I'm like, I don't know how to do all of this. I feel so alone. I feel so lost. I'm so frustrated. I'm so discouraged. I was like, there has to be more moms who feel the way I do because four years ago, it wasn't as sexy to showcase vulnerability on social media. Right. I'm a very candid, wear my heart on my sleeve human. And I needed other people who felt the way I did that felt like they were struggling and they were failing. So I created this Facebook group that was called the mom project. We've since grown to about a thousand mamas and it's literally just a support group where you can post in there anonymously. I have a lot of moms that will message me and then I'll post anonymously so they can have questions answered, share stories without any kind of judgment. Yeah. A lot of mom connection going on in there. I love that group. That one's called moms made for more support. Then I have a separate one called um, moms made for more just that on Facebook where that one's more specifically focused on entrepreneurship. So mamas that have started businesses, because that journey is also very lonely and it's very easy to feel insane and alone and to have people try and talk you out of it because change and growth is scary for those that love you. And they will unintentionally try to hold you back because we are programmed that staying the same and staying in this little bubble is what's safe. Right when someone tries to challenge that and tries to grow and step outside the bubble, it's seen as not safe. Mm -hmm. And so it's so important for you to have other mom business owners that are there rooting for you along the way and letting you know that it's okay. I've been there too. You're not crazy. You're not insane. You're not failing. You're doing amazing. Yeah. No, I think that's hilarious that you bring that up because that shockingly even comes up when someone initially makes the decision to pay off their debt and get debt free, you would think that mm-hmm. everyone would get behind that idea. But when you talk to somebody about like, oh yeah, I'm going to, for example, pay off the car. I'm never getting a new car again. I'm never going to get in debt again. People instantly ask, well, why? And that blows my mind. And that's exactly the response that you just talked about. It's like, well, it's normal to have debt. 
to not have debt is mm-hmm. weird. And, you know, just any kind of financial milestone, you know, maybe someone's like, well, I want to build a portfolio of a million dollars or something like that. Somebody would be like, well, why do you need that much? And it's this instant, almost like a question fueled with negativity that you shouldn't do that. Mm-hmm. When that's a great goal to have, <laughs> like why hold yourself back from that? And so I think that's hilarious that you bring that up. And then the other thing I was thinking about is how you said it's so normal for moms to feel lost and alone and confused and like they're doing it wrong and Mm -hmm. very lonely. And like you said, sitting outside your son's room crying. I mean, I can picture for myself several moments of early motherhood where the kid's crying, I'm crying, we're all crying. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We're all just in tears and it's hard and it's so common for us to feel lonely. And that was a big reason why I wanted to start doing interviews and why I'm thankful that you got on and shared your story. Because the more that we talk about this stuff and the more that we share about our motherhood journeys, how finances were involved, our financial journeys, our business journeys, we're going to normalize the conversation around money. Yes. Thank you so much for being here with me today. I really appreciate it. Thank you, April, so much. Thank you so much for having me. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) All right, Mama. I want to challenge you to think back over the past 30 minutes and ask, where did you find yourself nodding your head the most? What topics were being discussed? Maybe you've had a similar journey as April in one or more areas of life. Maybe you felt that tug to do more, to find a higher purpose, and then quickly quieted that because shouldn't you just be grateful for what you already have? Like, isn't this life and health and a good home enough? I'm here to tell you it's not selfish or evil or a sign of ungratefulness to want more, to deserve more. Thankfulness and drive can and should go hand in hand. You can be appreciative for your income and for your financial situation and still want to get out of debt and set you and your partner up for an early retirement. I'm happy to help you with this. It's okay to love your family and create a profitable business that gives you joy. You can 100% be a happy mom who loves her kids and still want to create a business to fill a need that you see in the world. And April is happy to help you with that. I say it every episode. I truly believe you can have it all. And the direct translation here that corresponds with this episode is that you can be grateful, appreciative, and work hard to take your life and the lives of those immediately surrounding you to the next level. So of course, one purpose for you right now is to be the best mother you can be to your child. But it's okay if a form of art or a hobby or volunteering or starting a business is thrilling too. Thank you for listening today. I want to share yet another review that was posted in Apple Podcasts about the show. 
Crunchy Cairo Wife 214 wrote, Amazing podcast for any mom. Wow, I have listened to the first two episodes and am blown away. Episode two specifically spoke to me because I strive to live a healthy and happy life myself and for my family. And it's so true about how money relates to this. I can't wait to listen more. Keep them coming. (laughs) Y'all, seriously, these reviews are so helpful. To me, because you get to tell me what you like and how I can make the show better for you. But your reviews are also helpful for other moms. Just think, there's another mom out there scrolling through her podcast app looking for something, but she's not quite sure what. She clicks on the show and starts reading the reviews so she can get a feel for what she's about to dive into and if she should even listen. Your reviews, the comments you write, can help her decide before even listening if this is something she would like. So thank you for helping me and thank you for helping her. This week, edge a little closer to reaching abundance by considering that you were put here for a purpose. And maybe there's been a tug at your heart here and there, some unspoken idea or passion you've tucked away. Girl, it's time to bring that to the surface. Don't forget to check out the show notes at reachingabundance.com where you'll find the links to follow April, more details about our separate coaching programs, the fun celebrity mama quiz I told you about at the beginning of the episode, the Earn More Writing course that helped me earn my first internet money, and, of course, the summary of everything we talked about here. Have a wonderful week, Mama. Happy Thanksgiving. And I look forward to talking with you again next time.